Uh, still congested. Uh, what can I do? A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Spider-Man news is incoming, buddies. You better mm-hmm. better believe it. Thor gets casting <laughs> confirmations, okay? This is for reals now. Okay, no uh-huh. more guessing. There are a ton of new trailers. I can't believe how many trailers we got this week. Mm-hmm. And more. Yeah, and more. And a lot of the trailers, they're like, um, they're second trailers, third trailers, final trailers. Um, we kind of have a premiere trailer, but it was kind of leaked, so... Uh, maybe by the time, if you make it to the show notes on this on the show, maybe it's still up. But who knows? I have a feeling that one's going to go live. We had to we had to change it several times since we started recording. So mm-hmm. by that I mean not since we recorded, but since we wrote it down the first time, because you know things change. And as you can tell, I'm a little congested still from last week. Apparently, last Sunday I looked like death. So I'm glad uh, I'm back up in Adam because <laughs> everyone was like, "You well, look horrible. You sound horrible. Are you?" here are some casket options do you want to lay down i'm like whoa whoa. (laughs) this is this is like a a riffraff update so you're updating people on your on your sickness so i'm glad you're getting better this the sunburn the sunburn's better on me like i'm 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 past the the stinging part i'm I'm past the pain uh and now i'm just i'm my skin is peeling in these wonderfully uniform chunks it's very disgusting and the only reason my wife has not left me for uh just the grossness that i'm peeling off me is that she is also peeling as well and and it's a little worse she's got um she's got like some like lizard skin on her shoulders is is what she's calling it uh we we're uh, remarking that she has that grayscale from game of thrones so we think that she's probably going to be perishing soon um so yeah me and my wife were the skin is peeling off we're we're lizards we're getting fresh new coats is that like you kind of trying to announce yourself to the world like hey i'm going to be available soon kind of thing because that's, that's me <laughs> all right i like Andy. No. she's all right no. <laughs> she's okay buddy. not at all <laughs> We uh we're gonna be uh we're gonna be fresh souls once we get this uh, old uh, layer of skin off of us. Yeah, which is really gross. <laughs> you're gonna like cocoon and like emerge as like a whole new person, and you're gonna have to redo all the artwork because you're gonna look so different. That's my guess. You know, it, it it might it might have to happen. I'm gonna have to re- just redraw all of us. All the promo art it's gotta be taken down. It does. It does. Uh, well, in that case, I mean, other than that, I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I think the news speaks for itself this week. We got a lot of updates, yeah. a lot of new stuff. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's it's really great being a uh, part of the show because I because you do most of the news legwork and I I just get to reap the rewards. So most of the time when a lot of news drops, I have the luxury of just kind of uh, uh, glancing at it and then knowing on Sunday I'll get fully informed by you. Yes, well that's that's great. So let's start off with something. It's maybe not our biggest news of the week, but something really really cool. Star Wars Episode Eight. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, a video from a, a worker at the European Star Wars celebration has possibly revealed the subtitle for the next Star Wars film. And it is called, yes. wait for it, Fall of the okay. Resistance. Okay, Fall of the Resistance. So I, I kind of like this, you know, just going purely off of the words. My biggest hope for episode eight is that it's not Empire Strikes Back. I don't want an Empire Strikes Back um with theme where they just follow all the same stuff so fall of the resistance kind of sounds a little different in tone from empire strikes back so you know it sounds like they're doing opposite things there so uh, i don't know maybe it's, i don't know what do you think i think it sounds i mean it's a bleak sounding title because we all root for the resistance um so uh-huh. i think this is gonna be our this i think this movie is gonna end on a dark note before we get into the the third and final chapter of this new trilogy where it could possibly you know come back and and have be more of a you know like return of the jedi was was a hopeful title maybe get a little hopeful title for the the last third act of the of the of the trilogy so i think it sounds i think it sounds legit i don't have a problem with it it's probably one of the least offensive titles i've ever heard yeah it's kind of funny that they thought that um the title wouldn't be leaked beforehand i mean if you have all this stuff coming out of uh 
was it Star Wars Celebration Europe? It's just like, do you think anybody that you hired there for like part time is not gonna snap a shot at this title? <laughs> so they they didn't really do a whole lot to hide this title. Yeah, no, they didn't. I, I mean, it's a video on a three D display. Uh, I, I honestly I don't know when uh, the Star Wars Celebration in Europe is, but I mean that would be a good time for them to announce it. I don't think they're going to Comic Con. Um, it's July 15th, actually, so we still got a couple months before uh, Star Wars Celebration happens. Maybe they'll announce it beforehand. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'm, not, um, I'm not going, maybe. sadly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Europe's a little too far away for us. But Fall of the Resistance, um, I mean, all right. Uh, we don't have much to go off of there, but I think it's a cool title. The, For- the Force Awakens is a sweet title. Fall of the Resistance is a sweet title. Uh, and then we just got to speculate on that on that ninth one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it also follows my rules I kind of set forward for the Star Wars subtitles, like a preposition, like an, a verb and a preposition. So Fall of the Resistance kind of fits in there as well. It, it, it fits uh-huh. in with the Star Wars lore and titles. And yeah, I, like I said, least offensive title I've seen so far. So, <laughs> so hopefully it comes and through. I th- I- yeah, I think least offensive is just the best that you can shoot for when you're naming epic movies like this. It really is. It really is. But that's all the Star Wars news we got for today. Now we're going to jump uh-huh. into a long string of Marvel news, which, you know, because we're obviously Marvel fanboys, uh, we, we should definitely <laughs> Of course. But, I mean, mostly because they got the most news this week. Uh, first off, a little update on Captain America Civil War. Mike, have you seen it again yet, or, or have, you, have you maxed it? Uh, no, off? not yet. Still, still on two right now. Okay, I'm on three uh, in theaters at least. I I do have a, a 1080 version uh, somewhere locally that I can watch. Wink, wink, hint, hint. And I've probably seen it ten or plus times. Like I love watching this movie. It's so it's so great. Just put it on in the background. But it's the number one movie in 2016 so far. Um, so beat out Zootopia and Deadpool and Batman v Superman. It's crossed a billion dollars. So you know, kudos to. Uh, to Captain America: Civil War, uh, you know. For do you, do you do you think anything else this year has has a chance to top it? I mean, uh, Doctor Strange is, will be a big hitter, but I don't know if it's going to be that big. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think so either. I, I think mean, what else? In an Ant Man territory, uh, Star Wars uh-huh. has probably the biggest potential. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, definitely Star Wars has has the has the chance. Because it has Star Wars in the title, so that's huge. But also, I think maybe Fantastic Beasts might have okay. might have kind of a, a secret chance. You know, it's got that whole very passionate Harry Potter audience. Yeah, I don't think it'll beat it, but I definitely think that could have a chance to maybe be number three of the year. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely some movies coming up. Uh, a movie we're going to talk about later in the show. I don't think has a chance uh, to to beat <laughs> it, but I mean, there's definitely. I don't know. There's not a lot. I don't think they can make that kind of money, especially that kind of time frame. Uh, so yeah, and the the greatest thing that I've noticed about Civil War that some other people have repeated back to me, including my brother, is that this movie just gets better on repeated watchings. Like it just gets more and more enjoyable, more fun, just more excellent the more times you go see it, which is just uh, the perfect equation for making money. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. So yeah, kudos Civil War. Keep going and. Uh, if you guys have any reviews you want to send us, let us know. We'll we'll include them in there. And don't forget to listen to our spoiler cast if you have seen it, because uh-huh. that was a really that was a fun episode. I really like that one. Um, one of the breakout characters in Civil War, Black Panther, is getting his own movie. Uh, and uh-huh. some updates on this movie is Marvel hopes to film some of Black Panther in Africa itself. Uh, <laughs> I would I would hope so. I would really hope well, so. Well, the thing is, again, filming in other countries, you have to follow their rules and their laws, and not a lot of movies, you know, delve into Africa. That's a, it's, it's it's a pretty awful country sometimes. I guess like the the cartels and so on and so forth. Uh, but a lot of the stage work is being done in Atlanta, but they really want to break into Africa and try to get some of it done. I think that'd be really cool to do. Um, yeah, I mean, they were in Africa for Ultron, weren't they? Uh, I believe they, it was set in South Africa, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know if they want to go back to South Africa, but, I mean, some of the vibranium was in South Africa. That could be a good good play off that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, they could always, um, I mean, they could always go anywhere that they could find some sort of jungle. But I feel like they, they have a lot of integrity that they want to hold up with this film. So, I think it would be really cool if they could head over to Africa uh, maybe uh, hire some uh, local people that work over there and actually pay them because I only ever hear about like big things coming to poor countries and then they just like hire basically like slaves. And, you know, you always hear about like the World Cup or something going to some poor country and just not doing good things. So maybe Marvel can go in and just spread some of that money 
<laughs> they just spread the Marvel wealth all over the world, and that's how we that's how we change civilization with superhero movies. Yeah, one one country slash continent at a time. <laughs> yeah, Marvel. But yeah, Black Panther. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that movie. A lot of people uh, really like the character. Um, I saw uh, one of the shirts with the Black Panther prints on it, like his his costume, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, but I, I don't. I think I'm a little too white to be wearing that. Um, so uh, not buying that. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Black Panther and where it goes. Uh, I, I hope to hear some more casting confirmations and stuff like that coming up because I think they're really, really working on that movie now that the character's blown up lately. And uh, not only did the Black Panther premiere in Civil War, but also Spider Man did a new version of Spider Man, Marvel's uh-huh. version. And I've got some news for Spider-Man's solo film called Homecoming uh, coming up here. Yeah, so bring bring it on. What news news you got? Because so, I kind of I kind of floated a rumor your way earlier this week, and you're just like, oh, I got way better stuff than that. Yeah. So we'll talk about your rumor at the end, but let's go into to what's kind of being reported right now, kind of as facts, but still reports. Nothing from Marvel. Michael Keaton is back in talks to be the villain slash one of the main actors in the movie. Yeah, he's back, baby. He's back. Like, it was, um, it was kind of like a, um, a solid, uh, a solid rumor. It was never officially confirmed, but everyone was saying Michael Keaton's in this movie. And then I guess maybe some of the pressure was on, and it was off. So things are circling back around. I think these things just leak, and then like when these deals are trying to get made money wise, like stuff gets out there, and if people get excited, maybe Michael Keaton's agent like. Hey, people out there are really excited. Let's get Keaton a little bit more money. Yeah, so I think what was really cool, or I guess not cool, but really interesting about this is after Michael Keaton was kind of tossed out of the movies when they announced Robert Downey Jr. was cast in the movie. So maybe he was able to you know, get some pull and maybe get some more money into the film for Michael Keaton's salary or maybe convince Michael Keaton to join the film back again after they did announce Robert Downey Jr. would be in the film as a big part. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a big draw. You know, he gets lots of money for his movies, as we can tell. Uh, so that was really cool, and I think the character he's going to be playing is the villain uh, as Vulture. So, are you familiar yeah. with the Vulture in in the, in the comics? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we totally talked about uh, the idea of him being the Vulture the last time this super strong rumor circulated, and I, I believe I said I love the idea. I, I want to see the Vulture because I want to see some of these. Uh, these uh, villains in the Spider-Man universe that we haven't had a chance to see yet. Yeah. So I think that's great. That brings me to the next point is another villain of Spider-Man's is the Tinkerer will be in the film as Mm -hmm. a villain. And he's building the Vulture suit out of Chitauri technology from the Avengers film, the first Avengers film. Oh, That'd be pretty crazy. Uh, so the so we have the Tinker and, and and the Vulture, probably played by Michael Keaton, who's obviously gives a new meaning to BVS, as in Birdman versus Spider Man, uh, or Batman <laughs> v Spider Man, whatever you want to do for Michael Keaton and, and Spider Man there. But the, both of these characters appeared in the Amazing Spider Man number two, the second issue of the Amazing Spider Man. Um, not building Chitari technology suits, of course, but they were both in that issue of Spider Man. Um, uh-huh. Which kind of kind of gives a little credence to this rumor a little more, as they're both in there. If this rumor slash reports turn out to be true, like yeah, that that kind of follows the comic books, and as we've seen in his new costume, it follows the Stanley Steve Ditko look very much so. So maybe they're they're pulling some older storylines uh, to the forefront. So yeah, man, I just I just love this idea. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. It's great. Also. We talked about Peter getting uh, a costume upgrades. I mean, I think Robert Downey Jr. He's going to upgrade his costumes, um, mm-hmm. and the the new suit is reported to include web wings, much like the old Ooh. costume had. That's cool, and that makes sense. I mean, we've seen this in every like. I think literally every iteration of every Marvel movie is the main character gets some sort of visual update in every movie. So, I mean, we've obviously he didn't have a whole movie's worth of screen time in Civil War, but he's going to be getting a new costume in his own movie, so that's cool, you know. I'm sure it'll change and and be tweaked a little bit, might have a similar look, but yeah, I love the idea of web wings. I wonder if they're just going to let them be there aesthetically or maybe they'll find a way to um uh, explain them on the suit. I don't know. So funny story. Uh, the next part of that is that they only deploy when needed. Uh, they're not there all mm. the time, but like maybe if he's falling, like maybe he got. Maybe that's part of the Civil War. I mean, we see Spider Man get kind of tossed around a little bit. Maybe they deploy as like mm-hmm. a uh, parachute kind of thing, or a s- slow him down if he's falling and he can't web onto anything, or he runs out yeah, of web. Probably fluid. just gives them. 
yeah, probably just gives him a little bit of a stability in in some way. But yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of cool. It's a cool tweak. There's so much of Spider-Man out there because he's been around for so long and he's just been everywhere that there's so much that you can adapt. So I love that. Yeah, and I'm glad they're not rehashing you know the Goblin storylines or, or or characters we've already seen, like we've mentioned. You know, we've never seen the Tinker, we've never seen the Vulture. Uh, you know, a young Peter Parker with the ability to get more upgrades is really cool, and I'm really excited to see Spider-Man. It's going into production pretty soon because it's the second movie out next year for Marvel, and that's in July. So I mean, we're we're moving up on on production release. So I think we're going to get some behind the scenes snaps and a lot more um, casting confirmations uh, before the the summer's over. So I, I really really look forward to more Spider Man news. Mm-hmm. And that so what 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 credence do you think do we have? For this rumor that's popping up, I here. I I am leaning ninety to ninety five percent true on all of those rumors here, at this point. Oh, nice, awesome. Uh, uh, I mean, it comes from more uh, like more of the the credible news sites rather than just someone mm. who's behind the scenes. Uh, kind of like the Fall of the Resistance subtitle we talked about earlier. You know, that could go either way. Someone could have faked that, but it'd be a really convincing fake. But this is coming out of like Variety and Deadline and other news channels. So I really really hope michael keaton comes into it i mean i think he's probably seen you know like hey marvel's got some ideas they're not just messing around with spider-man they're not trying to make money off of them like sony did so we'll uh awesome. knock on wood spider-man's awesome and michael <laughs> keaton's in there so yeah man but like i said that's the second movie next year let's talk about the third movie for next year thor mm-hmm. ragnarok this is probably the biggest surprise of the week to me to be honest with you oh yeah everything a big dump of information everything from this point on for thor is confirmation so i'm gonna go yes. ahead and talk about the first bit of concept art from thor ragnarok we have mm-hmm. and what we see here they kept the some of the thor ships the the floating ships uh a lot of the thor or the the asgardian army but we see a very shadowy character with what looks to be maybe a lot of uh pointy a very pointy helmet and i'm gonna leave this up if you're watching the video so you can look at this the whole time but that is confirmed kate blanchett as hella the the leader Ooh. of hell yes that's so awesome yes so we we've talked about that before that's confirmed that's really really awesome uh hella and hell they they kind of referenced hell in the last thor a little bit with loki but what the next two casting announcements are probably the most surprising bits here and this first one i know is really going to get you yeah jeff goldblum as the grandmaster oh my god i couldn't i couldn't even believe it when i heard it just because like jeff goldblum is just this very like very versatile actor he pops up in like the weirdest one-off like temeneric like tv show bits and then he'll also like pop up in portlandia and then he'll be in like giant summer blockbusters like the like the reboot of independence day or i guess the sequel of independence day so it's just so crazy and like he's like i just i i just love it his aura he's so in like infectious so like just imagining him in the marvel universe and playing the grandmaster is like he's gonna be in like some sort of like makeup i just can't even imagine it but like i have a a, nothing but like a smile on my face when i try to think about it so it's crazy yeah totally so um a couple bits of news here jeff goldblum is a grandmaster grandmaster um is one of the elders of the universe uh one of those is also the collector who we saw in guardians of the galaxy um and Mm -hmm. the the grandmaster has mastered most civilizations games of skill and chance uh, right now, mm-hmm. there's a comic going called Contest of Champions in which the Grandmaster and the Collector are pitting groups of heroes against each other to, to win some other bits of power. So it's really cool to see the Grandmaster finally get pulled into this. Um, the Grandmaster appeared in Avengers number 69, <laughs> which was October <laughs> 1969. <laughs> but he also is known for possessing the Mind Gem, uh, one of the, the six Infinity Gems. Um early on uh we now that that's in the vision but just to kind of throw that out there he has a history with uh you know all this other stuff going on in the marvel universe so it's really great to hear he's going to be in there i don't know how they're going to play it but it's awesome secondly carl urban okay great guy as scourge slash the executioner uh did not see this one coming this is probably the second biggest surprise out of these casting announcements 
So yeah, and this was really really awesome. I would say overshadowed by the celebrity of Jeff Goldblum, but just as cool. Yeah. So Scourge, uh, as if you know, watch Earth Mightiest Heroes. He's usually associated with the ex- or with the Enchantress. Uh, he's a big, mm-hmm. large, bald guy. He's got some uh, head tattoos, but he wields a double bladed axe. Um, and he uh, was definitely in Earth Mightiest Heroes and other Thor stuff. He usually teams up with Loki to try to take down Thor, but uh, again, if you've seen the Enchantress, you've seen, seen him. So I'm really excited to see how Carl Urban brings Scourge, uh, the Executioner, to, uh, to real life and realization in this film, because I'm really excited to see all these new characters come to life. Yeah, and I like the idea of a Carl Urban's uh, persona, uh, just uh, being elevated so you know he was in dread he's in star trek as bones so i love the idea of him also being in the marvel universe so his profile is just getting uh so so much higher that maybe maybe if we're lucky we'll get that that dread 2 sequel yeah he could take his money from this and just make it himself with all that marvel money he's getting uh, <laughs> lastly another casting confirmation is tessa thompson as the valkyrie we reported she was rumored as the valkyrie before um, but uh-huh. now we know that the Valkyrie will also make her first appearance in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Valkyrie is known as maybe a love interest for Thor, since we do not have uh, Natalie Portman, as we reported before. Um, and something else we're going to talk about here a little bit. So I think uh, Valkyrie is definitely an interesting choice uh, to add to the Thor Ragnarok casting. Uh, so really, yeah, really excited that, for that. that- all these casting announcements are super cool. I mean, Thor is shaping up to be something like no one ever thought it would be. I mean, after the Hulk announcement, uh, you know, that we talked about last year, we were all super stoked about it. And then all of a sudden this movie is transforming into something like gigantic and massive. But I think that just goes to show you that um, they're really, they're really closing out these trilogies like really, really nicely. Uh, uh, you know, we got Civil War. I think Ragnarok's going to be awesome. Uh, Iron Man three, not not so much uh, a fan of that. But I did like uh, all the, uh, the armors, all the grand. Fin- yeah, I like the grand yeah. finale that they had around that. So they go, they go all out. They go all out for these uh, finales of these of these characters. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And also confirmed that Mark Ruffalo is coming in as Bruce Banner and the Hulk. That's huge. We've uh-huh. talked about this. We've kind of known it, but like. The Hulk in with all these other new characters is going to be an all-out fantastical fantasy brawl. I cannot wait to see what they do with him and 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 how mm-hmm. they bring him into this world. And that also confirms that Loki and Odin are returning. I did not think Anthony Hopkins as Odin would want to come back, but maybe he's in it for just a mm-hmm. little bit. And I'm really kind of excited to see where this movie leaves everybody at the end of it. Yeah, because I believe uh, at the end of... The Dark World isn't Odin in like some sort of like doesn't he go back into the Odin sleep or something? We we, or, we have no so, idea. Loki is impersonating Odin. Yeah, something like that. So he's got he's got probably Odin locked away somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's so funny. We get so many great things from the Thor universe, but you know, it's kind of some subpar movies. But yeah, who I'm I, I think I'm more excited for Ragnarok than I am for uh. Spider-Man Homecoming right now. Whoa, whoa, easy, buddy. Calm down. (laughs) The last bits of news I wanted to say, the unknowns are Sif. We don't know if Sif is coming back, but she did tweet saying, don't worry, winky face. So I think Sif may show up as a little bit, but maybe of a smaller role than the other ones. And the same with the Warriors 3, who were not huge parts, uh, but uh, definitely interesting. And Heimdall, I didn't see Heimdall in there. I could have missed it. Uh, Maybe he is in there, but Heimdall's a really big part of the Thor universe, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I think that'd be that'd be sad if they didn't include these guys at least for a little bit for just a, a, a quick flash. And lastly, no chance at all is Natalie Portman coming back. So glad yes. she's not in that movie. So we don't like you, so stay on my movie. Yeah. So you, you may have done some good things, but Thor was not one of them. So you get out. <laughs> and, and no Darcy, I guess I, I didn't see Darcy. So we 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 did not see one of the broke girls. In our movie, oh. <laughs> thank God. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok shaping up to be one of the biggest movies next year. Uh, definitely a blowout for the end of the year. But I mean, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Spider Man, and Thor. It's hard to pick your favorite at this point, but they're all gonna blow our minds. Like, and everyone's gonna show up for these. So I'm really excited. Anything else you want to add to Thor before we go on to some more casting announcements? No, man. I'm just excited. Just excited. All right. I like excitement. So. Iron Fist. Love Iron Fist. Ready for it. I'm ready for Iron Fist. Uh-huh. Carrie Ann Moss from Jessica Jones is returning as Jerry Hogarth in uh, Iron Fist. And she will be the lawyer for Danny Rand. 
Yeah, I think we all kind of expected uh, that to happen, but uh, it's cool. I love any time we get any sort of Iron Fist news. I like it when the faucet's not uh, running dry. Yeah, so they're Netflix. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely filming it. Really excited to see kind of what it shows. Maybe they'll give us a teaser soon. Uh, maybe uh, at least mm-hmm. a logo. I'd like to see a nice Iron Fist like suit or logo. But uh, Iron Fist is one of the unknowns, and I, I really want to get more information on it. So I was glad that we got a little bit, at least a little bit of information out of that. So. Sign yeah, I mean, we, we gotta we gotta get something. I mean, we haven't even really had much from Luke Cage yet either. So uh, he, uh, Netflix, y- you get the goods, but you know we want it. He's out buying new clothes, if you remember from our last year. <laughs> so, so um, that that wraps up the movie news slash TV news kind of for Marvel. But I want to touch on Agents of Shield. the The season finale was last week, and I don't want to ruin anything. Uh, but a couple people have asked me about several things on the show we're, we're gonna have a tv show coming up here in a couple weeks i guess um but there was a couple i guess acronyms people asked me about and do you care if i go into them real quick mike no i think that's fine like you said we're gonna go in depth about all of the tv shows in probably about two weeks here you know we have x-men apocalypse coming up next week so we're gonna concentrate on that but once that passes we're gonna talk about all like the tv shows that have come up in this past season and uh review the ones that we've watched and we'll talk probably very heavily and very lengthy about agents of shield but yeah get get down on those little acronyms because acronyms are a bitch like in any in any avenue whether it's tv whether it's just you're on the internet i sometimes i hate acronyms so this will be very helpful yes so first off lmd uh, was one called the life model decoy and this is some old shield Uh technology that tony stark actually referenced in the avengers uh he said you know you've reached the life model decoy of tony stark and they've never really touched on it. Uh, we've kind of assumed, you know, maybe Coulson was a life model decoy for the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. before they explained how he got brought back. But uh, it looks like they're actually going to bring LMDs, life model decoys, into S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. So it's mm-hmm. really exciting to see that technology come to the universe and what they can do with it. That actually played a big part of the Secret Warriors uh, series, which all of S.H.I.E.L.D. is pretty much based on. So I'm glad to see they're not leaving anything out. Uh, also, there was an AI called Ada. Um, I think artificial intelligence data analyzer or something like that. Um, It's the female voice. And Ada is actually an AI from a series called Squadron Supreme, which is an older series, which has a new version right now. But she was in an older version where uh, someone created her and he helps this, this AI, you know, analyzes data, helps find cures for diseases and other stuff. I don't think they're going to use it, but that's definitely a Marvel reference to an older older universe uh, mm-hmm. or older series. So that was really cool to see that. And lastly, Shield's going to a 10 p.m. time slot next year uh, for season four. Ooh, yes. Uh, we, that was that was a big surprise. That was a big surprise when you told me this week. Yeah, so to me, I view this as two different things. I see the good side and the bad side. The bad side is 10 o'clock's really late. Uh, yeah. Who's going who's gonna to stay up and watch it live? But Shield has a lot of Hulu numbers, a lot of, you know, DVR numbers and Hulu numbers. Uh, so... I don't see it being a problem. I think they're going to retain a lot of those numbers uh, through that. But 10 p.m. they can get edgier with their content, I think. Um, I think they were kind of pushing the boundaries in the season, which we'll talk about later. But maybe they can get a little darker and and do something that we haven't seen now that uh, the other Marvel TV shows are kind of nixed. So we'll see definitely where they can maybe put some extra money into this and and go balls to the wall if, if... yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see. Basically, the way I see this is that like the next season is going to be very make make or break for this show. You know, I I've said that ABC and Disney and Marvel is not going to let Agents of Shield die because it's basically their biggest uh, TV presence on like normal broadcast television. So I think they'll do everything that they can, and I think that they have. You know, the 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 numbers, the ratings on the numbers have have not gotten better. They have never once really gotten better. The show may have gotten better in quality, but you know they're not really necessarily getting more eyeballs. Uh, so they've left the show on. They've given it a lot of chances. I think this is another kind of way for them to give it a chance. I'm I'm always I'm always rooting for Agents of Shield. I don't I don't want it dying. I don't want any any of these superhero shows to necessarily die, but. Uh, they're in a lucky position where uh, they they're getting plenty of chances. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I need a chance. Like, I think that's uh, when you say. That, I mean, people may assume that they is dying. It's on its last leg. It's not. I think it gets just as many numbers as Arrow or any other show does, if not more. Yeah, but it but it's also it's also on ABC with a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, I th- I think out of curiosity, I went and I looked up some other hour long dramas that are also on ABC, and they're 
they're pulling down way bigger numbers. And some of these shows have like are petering out, and they're like in their tenth season, and they're just like limping along. So uh, as long they're as, definitely as long not. As it's not on Friday <laughs> nights. Everything's fine. When they move Shield <laughs> yeah, to Friday so nights, it... that's when we know we'll see you later. So yeah, which you know, who knows? That could happen like mid season. Like, hey, we moved you to ten. Things didn't get better. You're going to Friday. Good luck. Yeah. So either either way, I like the I like the idea where you said that they could get edgier. I think that could help them get rid of that night night gun. I don't want that anymore. That's I mean, I mean they've kind of they've they've pushed it to the side re- recently, but I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, they definitely said that that was the reason they moved it was to get edgier, uh, to do uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, not grittier, just edgier content. So. I mean, if they say that, I trust them. I have no reason not to. They haven't really... I mean, they canceled Carter, but, I mean, Agent Carter was in a very weird time position. January's very awkward. I I was... A lot of basketball shows ruined my viewing, so, you know, you have to kind of hit and miss with it, you know? But uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, and I look forward to talking about it more in a, in a couple weeks. So we'll, we'll keep yeah, you guys posted. Now let's switch gears. We're going to talk Deadpools, uh, something awesome. Yeah, we like Deadpool. Everybody loves Deadpool right now. TGI Fridays uh-huh. is doing Deadpool-based drinks right now. <laughs> so if you're at a TGI Fridays, I don't know where one is nearby me even, uh, but if you're near one, you can go get some Deadpool-based drinks. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> Have a little fun with it. But Ron Perlman wants to be Cable. Uh, All right. Uh, sure. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I think the, the guy from Avatar was probably the best bet. Uh, so far, mm-hmm. uh, simply because he looks like an asshole, <laughs> and, and Cable <laughs> kind of is like that straight asshole to, to, to Deadpool's goofiness. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I love uh, I love Ron Perlman. He 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 makes a great Hellboy. I love him in basically everything I've seen him in. He was great in Blade too. I just don't. He's a great part of yeah, Blade too. I just I don't see him I don't I don't quite see him as Cable. It's like just because you're you're an old an old actor with white hair doesn't necessarily mean you're you're qualified as Cable. So uh, I I would love to see him incorporated in the Marvel universe, uh, maybe in other ways. But uh, I I think he I think he might be a little too old. I I don't know. I mean again, this is more of the Fox universe. I think if they're gonna go Cable, they're gonna cast someone kind of low on the budget side for Deadpool because they uh-huh. don't need to go. They prove they don't need to go big to, to get numbers. And uh-huh. uh, I'd rather just see someone else. We don't really know a lot of to, to kind of take that role. And Ron Perlman's a bit too big of a name, I think to, to, to go in there. I don't know. Maybe that, that's just me. Well, you think he's, you think he's too big of a name. I just think he's too old. Uh, but either way, uh, we're getting cable. Who, so I'm happy. Who would, who, uh, not, not you, Mike, but out there listening, who would you cast as cable? That's kind of what I want to know. Uh, if you could pick someone yeah, to be cable, know. let us know. I'd be interested to, to kind of hear. So, uh, we're, we're all ears and, um, I guess the rest of us are bodies. So whatever works. <laughs> uh, so X-Men Apocalypse is the next Fox property. Yeah. And by next, I That's mean, true. it's actually already out everywhere else. Um, there's a new Stanley narrated TV commercial made to look like it was filmed in the eighties and I, it gives me no new content, nothing interesting, but I thought it was really cool that they did this. Um, it's kind of like if Xavier, like, I guess put like a, uh, one of those, I guess a commercial before a videotape, a VHS tape. I mean, even the aspect <laughs> ratio they did it in was really cool and, and Stanley narrated it. So that was really cool to hear him in it. Do you think that since Stanley narrated the spot, he will not be in the film? No, I think they're just trying to get creative with their marketing. I mean, obviously, it's the same studio. They know how well that stuff worked for Deadpool. So I think they're just getting a, getting a little quirky. Um, I think it's cool that they include a Stanley at the end. Um, gets me gets me a little bit more excited about the movie, even though there's really nothing new in there. But, um, yeah, it's cool to kind of kind of ease yourself into that 80s vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, really, I don't think uh, he was actually in um, Days of Future Past. Uh, which is kind of uh-huh. sad because, uh, you know, Fox has kind of always left Stanley out in the cold, but he did a really great job in Deadpool. So I'm glad to see they're using a little bit. A little bit of update. X-Men Apocalypse has made over $100 million overseas already in the like the three days it's been out everywhere but here, uh-huh. which is huge. Can't believe it got that much money. I'm not overly excited to see it. Uh, and our spoiler cast episode is next week. 
Yeah. When do you when do you plan on seeing the movie? So, I mean, usually we're we're like Thursday night champions, but uh, we're not super hyped on this movie. We don't not necessarily think it's going to be bad, but we're just not as hyped. So I will be a Thursday night champion, uh, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. However, uh, my my fiance has uh, foregone the option to go with me. She's got other plans, and she's going to go with them instead. So I'm gonna actually going to go probably by myself, unless I can find someone else to go with me down here. Uh, go and stag. Go and stag. Right. She does want to see it, however, so I think the second time I see it, which I'll need to to write a review, I, I feel, uh, before I write one, I she'll go with me, but I, I'm going to see it Thursday night, at least the first time, and kind of see what that plays out at, since it's a holiday weekend. Uh, what, yeah, I mean, the movie, doesn't, the movie doesn't necessarily have the clout around it, where I'm so worried about spoilers, necessarily, so I'm not going to be able to, to see the movie until Sunday, due to... Um, due to the Memorial Day weekend and celebrations and things that are going on. So, you know, if it was if this was like Civil War and I was going to have to wait until Sunday to see it, I would be very 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 nervous and I would probably be be pretty upset. But with this movie, I'm not too worried about spoilers leaking or anything like that or something getting spoiled because I can't imagine that there's going to be too many like jaw-dropping reveals in the movie. So, I, I think I'm going to be fine seeing it on Sunday. I still definitely want to see it, uh, but I'm doing the same thing I did with Days of Future Past. Going with kind of mediocre expectations and just get blown away like I did last time. I like Days of Future Past, so I hope this is good as well. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, since it's a holiday weekend, I mean, if you guys get a chance to go see it, if not, don't fret. Our spoiler cast will be there. We're not going to talk about it in a regular episode. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that definitely makes it a little different for us since that's a four-day weekend, technically, for the X-Men Apocalypse. I, I don't think it's going to... I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to do... Civil War money, or even Batman v Superman money. I think Deadpool will be the biggest, uh, highest-grossing X-Men movie this year, still. Uh-huh. Uh, simply because it's also the highest-grossing X-Men movie ever. So, uh, guess <laughs> sorry, X-Men Apocalypse, we're just not that sold on you just yet. Maybe you'll sway us, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know, buddy. It'll it'll make it'll make money. It'll be a nice addition to the X-Men uh, universe, and it'll pad the pockets of Fox. But yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's going to be writing any articles about how this broke all the records ever. But like we said, we're looking forward to it. X-Men Apocalypse, I hope you bring it home. Yes, bring it home, whatever whatever you're going to bring home. Just bring it home. And now I'll switch a little <laughs> gears and talk some DC films. Uh the DC Cinematic right, yeah. Universe as a whole got a little shake up this week. Uh Jeff Johns, a uh, known writer and kind of creator or a creative officer of the DC Comics Universe, and John Berg, uh, I guess, I don't know John Berg very well, but they're now co-runners of the DC Cinematic Universe. Yes, this is this is good, and it almost doesn't even necessarily matter who they are, but I'm sure we'll talk about their merits, but it could have been anybody. We just needed to know that there was specific people at the helm of this universe, because before this, it, it, there was really no one in charge. It was just kind of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was in charge of it. You know, there was no Kevin Feige over there. Yeah, and, and so it was Zack kind Snyder, of, but like I think he's a little biased since he's also the filmmaker. So yeah, exactly. So we we they finally appointed some people, which I think is a it's a a, a little too late. They should have done this a little earlier, but I'm glad at least they, they – it sounds like they're going to have like two people that can sit down and really plan out a solid direction for this franchise because there's lots of awesome DC properties out there that I want to see treated very, very well on screen. So uh, Jeff Johns has – he has some uh, he has some credits when it comes to the comic book universe, so I think that makes me happy. Yeah, Jeff Johns definitely uh, – I think some of his uh – work actually got me reading dc uh he wrote a lot of the green lantern uh green lantern rebirth and um he definitely got me into you know reading uh dc because i loved all the stuff on green lanterns all the way up through you know the uh war of light he wrote like 67 issues of green lantern from 2005 to 2011 really awesome and he's also written marvel believe it or not um he wrote an Avengers series, uh, like I think he wrote twenty or something issues on Avengers, and one of them was called uh, uh-huh. the uh, Red Fear or Red Zone, which I thought could have been based on uh, what Civil War could have had a scene on with the, the infectious diseases, but they didn't. So I mean, he's had his hands in a lot of comic books. He handles he, he did a little bit of um, Smallville episodes and has uh, wrote some of the Arrow and Flash episodes as well. So I mean, he does good stuff. There's nothing wrong with Jeff Johns. I think he's great. I, I just hope, again, that him and John Berg can find a, a good 
grasp on the universe where it is right now and still be able to keep it going without having to start over and st- uh, fix maybe some of the stumbling blocks we, we think they had. Yeah, it's funny because this is a little bit of news that I think would probably fly under a lot of people's radars because they probably wouldn't think it's very important. But I think this is almost more important than any sort of like directorial announcement or any sort of announcements of who's uh, treating the script or who's writing it because uh, these guys are, are really going to do um, a lot of work to, to write this ship. And uh, I'm glad that they have some people. They have yeah. some captains at the helm. Yeah, and their first for their first role since the announcement, they are now producers, straight producers on Justice League, not executive producers. So mm-hmm. that means they're going to be very, very ingrained in making Justice League a film that we all can hopefully enjoy, knock on wood again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff Johns also, he said he promises to bring hope and optimism to the DC Cinematic Universe, which, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the dark hopelessness of Batman v Superman was necessarily a problem. That that movie had other problems that we've talked about in our spoiler cast. Listen to our Batman v Superman spoiler cast. But at least he acknowledges a lot of what a lot of people have said, and maybe is making some steps to a quote unquote right the ship, as you said. So yeah, I mean, just because you try to bring a little hope and optimism into your movies doesn't mean you're trying to copy Marvel and do what Marvel's doing. They're just like, let's just give people what they want and what we think is best, and that's just to lighten things up a bit. I mean, when I, when I think about the when I think about the Justice League in my head, I think about I think about I think it's more bright and visual and exciting and hopeful than I've ever thought of the Avengers in my head before, whether it's on comic book or, or, or in movies. So I'm glad, I'm glad they're, they're going to bring this in there. Yeah, totally. I, I, I trust them. I hope to see some great stuff come from them. And that's, I guess that's part of the shakeup, I guess, of everything since we lost the flash director and, and some other stuff. So, uh, go you DC films. We're, we're, we're behind <laughs> you, I guess, because we're definitely not in front. Uh, that's, yeah. that's for sure. Let's talk a little bit about some TV shows from DC. Powerless coming up. This is what we talked about earlier. We cannot find this trailer because it leaked anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the first trailer for Powerless comes out, and we both watched it. We have a link in the, in the show notes. And I don't know what to think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, we don't necessarily have the best presentation of it because the, the quality is uh, is a little low on the the random video player from this random uh, non English speaking website. I don't even really necessarily know what it is, uh, but um, it was not awful. Yeah. I don't know. So, like it, it has a it has a strange tone to so it. So it's not Supergirl bad. So when I saw Supergirl trailer, I, I was like, this is not for me. This is not for me at all. This one's, it's, it's, so there's this girl who's trying to stand up and do the right things in this insurance company that deals with, uh, the fallout from superheroes. And they definitely drop some big name superheroes in there, like Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, um, you know, you see Batman, Superman kind of like in the trailer, like cutouts of them, I guess. So it's interesting what they're going to deal with. And apparently, um, Alan Tudyk is the, I guess, quote unquote villain, or, or, or I guess the, uh, not the villain, the but like the boss who's like very against what this girl's doing. Like he wants to make money and she wants to do what's right. So it's interesting to see. She's got a quirky group of friends in the office. Um, I guess maybe this is an office space for superheroes. Maybe that's the way I should look at it. Yeah, I mean, the, it's kind of weird because they're trying to fit it into the DC universe. This this isn't the DC cinematic universe. And we can, we can tell that because one of the characters is holding up um, a book uh, Lex written Luther. by Lex Luthor. Yeah. And it's and it's not Jesse Eisenberg. It's so a you know kingpin it's looking Lex Luthor. Universe. It looks like the kingpin. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we, we this is going to be on NBC, I believe, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So we don't we don't know if it's if it's going to be tied into any other universe. This could be like Earth Five or something like that. Who knows? It could be a totally different thing. So there's no Flash. Gonna, there's no Arrow. Like not the ones that we yeah. know of. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like they'll very easily. Uh, name drop them without a problem you know they made a joke like oh is wonder woman an act of a god it's like oh well she's more of a demigod mm-hmm. and you know i don't know i didn't i don't think those jokes are necessarily like funny they're clever you know like oh well, she's a demigod so it's not an act of god it's a clever joke it's a clever joke to be reading a book about with lex Luthor. but i don't necessarily think of them as like funny comedy so i I almost think this show could be just as good just as funny if they just made up all the superheroes and they made up the entire universe you know just because you throw superman into the into the line of a joke i don't think it necessarily makes it funnier it could just be super guy i I guess Uh, i guess when you when you mention that i guess it kind of feels like uh, the office uh because 
there is no real it doesn't feel like there's a overall arching plot yet it feels like mm-hmm. a bunch of maybe small funny skits that happen to these people as they work but there's no like story from a to z does that make mm-hmm. sense like you know the flash has a point like he's trying to defeat zoom the whole season but like this doesn't have like a big bad or something like that not yet at least yeah yeah, and I, and I think it makes sense. It's a comedy yeah. show. I'm not expecting them to get dark and integrate with the universe and, oh, maybe they can go help the Flash in one episode by jumping through a portal. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. But So it's, it's a comedy show, so the whole point of it is to be funny. And I just don't think incorporate, like, you know, incorporating Wonder Woman into your joke necessarily makes it funnier. So I don't know. We'll wait and see how how well it goes uh i love danny pooty i love uh tudic so uh i'll give it a shot for sure yeah i'll definitely watch this i i don't think it's it i'm not again not offended that's how i can tell did it offend me no i'll probably watch it then <laughs> uh, i definitely need something to watch uh and i think i think it's a very gonna be a good shake-up of everything else that's dark and grim and gritty and yeah, i hate the word gritty but dark and grim and serious so <laughs> we'll go with that uh, and we're going to move on to some other shows that aren't related to this. So Supergirl, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, and we're going to talk about it more in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. What Supergirl has now moved to the CW, and it will be on Mondays yes. on the CW now instead of Mondays on CBS. But how does Supergirl fit into the overall universe yet? We don't know. Um, yeah, it sounds like they got... They gotta find a way to uh, fix the fix the mistake of never really including her to begin with. I think they thought like, hey, we got we got a superhero that's basically kind of like female Superman. Like Superman's not gonna be getting his own TV show anytime soon. Supergirl's like the next best thing. She's gonna be huge. We're gonna throw her on CBS, the biggest network out there right now, pulling down some serious numbers with Big Bang Theory. We got lots of nerds watching it. We're gonna make the best superhero show ever with Supergirl. She doesn't even need to be associated with any of the other stuff because she's gonna be so good on. On her own well guess what it didn't work out you even tried to get the flash on your episode which technically kind of worked it's the second supergirl episode i ever watched was that one i and it really wasn't that great so it's just like you should have just done this right to begin with and just included her in that universe and things just would have been a had a little bit more fun would have been a little bit easier but now you're just like nope we fucked up we gotta push it to a network where hopefully people will enjoy it well so here's the thing cbs actually would have bought it uh renewed it has cw not grabbed it before cbs could renew it uh which is interesting for cw to grab supergirl like that um uh-huh. And tried to make it fit in this whole... They got, like, four shows now on, on there. And they got to make it fit in. So, I don't know. It's Monday's on CW. So, if you're a big fan of the CW, by God, you got your week planned out already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I I think if CBS really wanted it, they could have they could have had it. I don't think CW swooped in and stole it. I think they're just like, it'll probably do better over there. Just go ahead and take it. Uh, but do, you think, do you think the I effects know, like, will get worse because of the CW budget and CW already has four shows? <laughs> oh, man. The, Fla- the Flash episode that I watched where the Flash came over, the villains looked absolutely awful. So, I mean, it's not like... I don't think the budget was helping that show anyway either. But I'm more curious how they're going to try to maybe fold her into that CW universe because, like, she's stuck in a different universe. It's canon that she is not in the Flashes or the or Arrows or um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow universe. So is she going to fall through a wormhole with a couple of her select friends and they're just going to start a new life or maybe somehow something's going to mesh? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting problem to solve in a writer's room so i don't know maybe it'll get a little bit more interesting yeah we'll definitely see how that that pans out and uh we'll talk more about that in a couple weeks whenever we get to tv but that brings us to this Uh big interesting point here is that all four cw shows are already planning a four series crossover this fall Uh i don't even know what to think of this um so when you when you say four series, are you is that including Supergirl? Yes, Supergirl, Flash, okay. Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow all have a mm-hmm. I don't say four part crossover, but maybe one episode that week where everything is together. I don't know how that's gonna work or what that's gonna consist of, but that's bold. That's yeah, that's bold. I think it's yeah, I think it's it's what makes it fun. I mean, like one thing that I've kind of always liked about the CW universe is like 
there's there's not a whole lot on the line necessarily you know they don't have like an, an entire like movie big budget billions of dollars of franchise like hold resting on their shoulders you know the the writers rooms can just kind of cross pollinate the showrunners can just like kind of get together and be like hey you know what would be fun to do and you know they pretty much all i think they almost all shoot in like toronto they're like all in canada they're all shooting like with all the same stuff and probably similar crews crossing over so i don't i think i think it's it's easy for them to kind of do this kind of thing so it's just like why not go ahead and do it i think it's it's unique and no one else is really doing it like it's like the one thing that i really like that dc is doing that they're having fun on on tv you know (laughs) the quality of some of the shows are, are you know are you know, it could be a little bit better, but I like that they can just have fun like this. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't think uh, production-wise it's a problem. I think writing-wise it'd be interesting. The only time I ever watched Arrow before I actually sat down and watched Arrow was to mm-hmm. uh, see the Flash crossovers. Um, so I'm definitely interested to kind of see where they take this and, and run with all four shows. I, I, I kind of dropped off Legends of Tomorrow, um, but I think it since it's starting this fall and not like it awkwardly in the middle of the season... Uh, will definitely uh-huh. definitely be interesting. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll keep you posted. We might even do a spoiler cast on this event crossover because why not? Hell, it sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a movie in and of itself. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, on a TV budget. <laughs> so yeah, we'll definitely keep you posted on on that. So that's that's all I got for for the CW universe. Let's move on to something I didn't expect this. Who week. Uh, who who whoever would have thought we would be mentioning the CW universe? Even a couple years ago, <laughs> I, I I mean it's got more content than the DC cinematic universe, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how that goes. But what I want to talk about is the most unexpected trailer this week. Probably is a new uh-huh. number two Star Trek Beyond trailer. Uh-huh. Um, kind of looks like a better film actually with this new trailer. Yeah, this definitely seems like this should have been the first trailer. <laughs> so it doesn't have Beastie Boys in it, I think. I don't remember the music choice. N- no, no Beastie Boys. But it definitely, you see the villain for the first time. Um, Idris Elba in the very costume, makeup heavy uh, alien mm-hmm. vibe. Um, definitely looks pretty menacing. Um, it looks like the ship gets tore up pretty good. What do you, what do you think? Well... <laughs> This the ship getting tore up must happen very very quickly at the very beginning of the movie, or else they wouldn't just be showing us all of it. Like one thing I wish they could have done is maybe not have shown it at all in any of the trailers, because I mean this this giant starship just gets destroyed like all the freaking time. So it would have been nice just not knowing it. But it seems like they're going to be kind of isolated on this planet the majority of the movie, which could be kind of fun. You know, it's kind of a new and exciting area for them to explore, try to not to get killed. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think I think I think this is a better trailer. It probably should have been trailer number one. Yeah. I, well, I, I I guess some of the scenes look like it's on the Earth. Um, later, like maybe later in the movie or something like that. Um, but I I don't know how to take it. I I I don't. Know, I'm gonna watch it. I don't know if we'll do a spoiler cast on it. That that's up to you. But um, after the last Star Trek movie, I'm definitely more excited for this one. Um, despite kind of maybe how predictable it kind of looks. Does it look predictable mm-hmm. to you? Is that is that is that a word yeah. I'd use? I mean, I, I just I mean, you you and I are we're definitely uh, we're definitely Star Wars kids, born and raised on Star Wars, not necessarily Star Trek. So I don't I don't really know like you know with these villains if how often they've popped up in the in the TV shows before. You know what might it lead to? You know, is there a Star Trek four out there? Do they think they're going to get a fourth movie out of this? So um, well, tec- I don't I don't know. Technically, wouldn't it be like the fourteenth Star or Star Trek movie because they're all technically <laughs> in a row still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Star Trek is like one of those things you just can't end. Like, but there's a new trailer. I hope you guys like it. Maybe, maybe you'll have some fun with it. But I'm gonna switch gears since we don't really have a lot to say about it. Into a trailer, we probably do have a lot to say about it. At least Mike does. Teenage Mutant Ninja (laughs) Turtles Two: Out of the Shadows, the final trailer. Yeah, man, this is like. (laughs) So I, I, I've said this before many times. I like this franchise. Because I don't really have to worry so much about it. It's just it's just a fun and good time, which means I don't like most of the time. I'd be like, oh, the final trailer for Civil War. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna watch that. I don't want to get too many spoilers. But I was just like, no, fuck it. I'm watching this trailer. Like I hear Krang's supposed to be in it. I want to see what he looks like. So that's basically what I went going into it, and it was fun. This trailer was fun. So the, what started out as a joke, me saying that this is gonna be Mike's favorite 
favorite movie of the year could possibly turn out to be true. Um, <laughs> really liking TMNT 2. Brad Garrett of Everyone Loves Raymond is actually voicing Krang, which is a surprise. Um, uh-huh. You don't hear him in the trailer, but you get to see him. And this looks like this movie is going to start and just roll the whole time. I don't know how they get yeah, this it- many action sequences in a row and make any sense unless they just go. Like... It looks yeah. crazy off the wall, but I, I, I definitely, I'm going to watch it. You got me hooked, man. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do that spoiler cast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're we're going to, we're going to spoiler cast all over that turtles movie, <laughs> but he does. Uh, uh, Shredder says Krang. He looks like he's actually summoned from a different dimension. There's some purple ooze. Um, Baxter Stockman's in there. Maybe he becomes the fly. There's a tank dropping out of an airplane. Like you name it. It's in this movie. Like honestly, you yeah, name it, all, it's in this movie. All the goods. Yeah, just just go on with low expectations and just have a fun time. Yeah, low expectations. Mike's Mike's riding that high off that, so <laughs> that's my that's my main trick. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Watch the trailers in our show notes. Let's talk Kingsman Two. Something I really am looking forward uh-huh. to. Um, this bit of news we talked about this as a rumor that Elton John was joining the movie, but this actually bit of news is confirmation was shared from my fiance. She's like, Hey, did you see this on, I think it was Twitter. Um, but that, uh, Elton John has officially joined Kingsman two and his little poster says Wednesday nights. All right for fighting with his little fancy <laughs> looks like British or American sunglasses. I can't tell the difference really the red, white, and blue. So do you think his role in the movie is going to stretch anything beyond just a cameo? Like, I feel like he is definitely going to be taking a backseat to everything going on in the movie. But I don't know. Like, I just think, like, he's such a big name. So that's why he gets his own announcement poster. Not necessarily because he's going to be fighting along Eggsy in the movie, you know? I don't think he'll be. I think he might be, um, since the main guy in, in spoilers, Kingsman 1, the, the head guy was kind of was found out to be, like, the, the rat of the group. Maybe he takes on uh-huh. the lead role. He's not there a lot, he, but he's like oh, the leader of the Kingsman. Oh, okay. Now. Well, we well we totally have a different view. Is I thought he was just going to play himself in the movie. I thought it was going to be Elton John as Elton John. Oh well, then I then I I think they would have used Saturday nights all right for fighting instead of Wednesday nights all right for fighting. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe Elton John <laughs> is the, the the leader of this now. I don't know. And Elton John's like a cover yeah, up. I, yeah, I don't know. I was almost thinking since we have a uh, you know Channing Tatum, an American spy, maybe the movie at one point goes over to America, then maybe they use like Elton John's like worldwide tour as like a reason to get him over there or something oh, like that. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm just seeing yeah, I'm just seeing like the star shaped glasses and Elton John and everything. It's just like I almost think he's going to be uh, just playing himself, which is totally fine. Has he has he acted in movies before? I don't really know anything about Elton John beyond his music. So either way, this is this is like a crazy announcement. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I don't. He, I know he's done music for movies. Does that count? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Not not acting. Really. I want to know if he's acted before. <laughs> well, he does have a filmography on uh, on on Wikipedia, but it looks more like as himself. So I, I don't think so. Um, but this will be a first time he does it. I, I don't know. I, I guess we have different opinions, but I think you know either one of us could totally be right on this point because there's no basis for what he is in this movie. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, you like James Bond? Speaking of spy films. Uh, uh, I st- I still haven't seen the last one, so so you don't love it. So That's I guess right. I mean yeah, I don't love it. I like it. I don't love it. So uh, Daniel Craig has reportedly turned down over um, over like almost 175 million dollars to be James Bond uh, one more time or two more times, and uh, the report is maybe Tom Hiddleston is going to be the next James Bond. Hmm. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, some I, I saw an interesting uh, um, article that says basically when you become James Bond, it's really not the best for your movie career afterwards. Um, I guess people just can't not see you as James Bond or something like that. But uh, either way, I mean, Daniel Craig, uh, it's not a surprise. He was kind of down on the movie when it was coming out in press junkets, and then he kind of slowly warmed back up to the idea. But um, I don't know if I want Tom Hiddleston to be my James Bond. I, I want it to be something different, something edgy. Be it could be Idris Elba. I think he's awesome. He's super cool. Um, heck, I I even saw like a, a fan made poster. I think on Twitter where um, some uh, some female actor was kind of photoshopped into being James Bond. Obviously, it can't be James Bond. It had to be like I don't know Jane Bond. Jane or Bond. Still technically, oh. or still t- still technically could have the moniker of 007. But I don't know. I mean, it's 
It's this movie. If it gets made, it'll come out in probably 2017, 2018. Uh, I don't know. Give us something fresh. Give us something different. <laughs> See, I think Tom Hiddleston would be a different take. He's pretty young compared to most of the people who played him before, and and I don't know. He's just got a different. I guess attitude because we know him already. He's done so well, uh-huh. uh, so I don't think it'd be a, a very bad downturn for him. But I don't know. I can go either way. I don't care. James Bond's not my my forte. Um, so whatever, whatever happens, James Bond happens. You know, we'll live. The podcast will keep yeah, going. We're not too, yeah, we're not too worried about it. We're not definitely not. So oh well. Uh, I guess I should put this news up earlier. Uh, the Star Trek series, okay, is coming to CBS, and there's a new logo and a trailer for the show. And yeah, it's basically a logo, a logo reveal trailer. Yeah, there's no, I don't know any casting announcements or anything about it, whether it's set in the movie universe or not. But CBS is really pushing a Star Trek, I guess, revitalization on TV. Which I'm surprised there's not a Star Trek show on TV because there usually is one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was, there has always been one growing up. I never watched them, but I feel like there was always one running. It was like a, either on like TBS or sort of random channel but yeah i think it's cool no one should be surprised star trek uh, lived and lives and breathes and flourishes on television so people can only be uh having uh high hopes for this yeah you know when you start to hear about like a star wars tv show you're just kind of like oh i don't i don't know we've basically only had cartoons and movies uh but uh this yeah this is just just seems like a natural fit yeah star trek started off as a series so there's no reason it shouldn't come back to it and at least you know have a chance yeah even if it's on CBS All Access. So we'll, yeah, we'll see what exactly. that means. Uh, next to last news here, um, can go either way. Ghostbusters has a new second trailer and an international trailer. I think they're both very different, actually. So I've included both links here. Um, after the uh, uproar of that was the first one, and some parts I don't agree with, we talked about that before, I don't mind these two trailers. Yeah, there there is some there are some funny jokes in here that I think are kind of uh, they they get to my funny bone. But I think at this point I'm gonna see this movie out of spite, just to spite the haters that are just like they're just being overly vicious about this movie. I mean, everyone has said basically if this was any other movie, if it was any other reboot, or if they rebooted it with a different type of cast, you know, people's opinions would be different. But people are just like jumping down this movie's throat when it's made very, very similar mistakes that other reboots have made. And But just for some reason, people are up in arms about their Ghostbusters. I mean, sometimes I think people forget that when a, a, a movie's rebooted, that it doesn't delete the older movies actually this is like a this is technically like a reboot this is totally different so it doesn't even affect their their universe at all so people are just people i I think i said on a tweet earlier this week of just imagine all of the productive things you could have done today if you weren't complaining about the new ghostbusters trailer so it's just like find something else to do with your time like just if you don't like it don't go see it you know yeah i mean i i again i'm not one of those people who grew up on ghostbusters i've seen it i actually uh own it downstairs uh two copies uh one and two uh, but i don't i don't care like it doesn't offend me that they're wanting to redo it they've redone other movies uh how many people were in uproar over the point break remake huh not many all right so (laughs) whatever i don't care so uh yeah but but we were we actually watched this trailer i think at the at the same time before we started recording the the show because i think we both hadn't seen the international one and you 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 can you can vouch for me i i chuckled a couple times there are some things that made me laugh in there and doesn't make me a bad person you know it doesn't make me not cool to to laugh at something in the new ghostbusters trailer so i'm I'm gonna see it and we'll see if it's funny or not yeah i definitely uh i definitely agree it's it's funny i think one of the best parts is all all these actresses have been most of them I guess three of them have been on Saturday Night Live and I think it's uh-huh. the way they react to things and I guess the elasticity of their faces is, is what someone's the word someone used is really great like they know how to react to all these things and uh, I, I there's a lot of unknowns I kind of want to see it I like the way the ghosts look I like the the effects. Oh yeah, the ghosts look so sick. They look so awesome. It's like it's like a weird like mixture of just very high quality digital effects with with like almost kind of looks like clay. It almost looks like they modeled them in clay first. And like I don't know, they just look super. Yeah, cool. the contrast is just off the wall, and the way they make them look spectral mm-hmm. is great. I, I I I'll see it. I'll definitely see it out of spite. Right? We'll do a spoiler yeah. cast. A spite cast i guess a spider yeah, cast. spite the haters yeah just yeah, hell with you guys we'll do what we want so that's what's up 
Lastly, last yeah. bit of news here. I don't know something. Uh, we, I'm probably gonna see out of spite because I hate myself anyway. Is Transformers <laughs> Five now has a title? It's called The Last Night, uh, and that's K and I. Yeah, K N I T. So we had to specify right. those. We both went the same way there. And Josh Duhamel is to return in the film. Uh, he's been in almost every mm-hmm. other Transformers movie. Uh, hopefully, this is the fifth movie. Yeah. Like I said, every fifth movie in a franchise is probably the best one where they just gave up and like we're just going to do it for the fans because we don't care anymore. Um, hopefully, knock on wood again, third time this the show that they can do it, <laughs> do it because they got a Transformers writing room. They've got. Uh, a lot of push behind it. Maybe they want to do something good with it. We'll cross our fingers that this is something that we can get behind. But if not, I'm still going to see it because I hate myself and we'll watch the Transformers movies. <laughs> Give me something somewhat watchable and not two and a half hours long. Oh my God. The last one just couldn't end. Oh, it, <laughs> no matter how many Dinobots they give you, that was unforgivable. So, yeah. You, you know what? Like so, the first Transformers movie is actually decent, and the thing that I actually really like about the first Transformers is it has a lot of similar things that you'll find in uh in some of the Marvel movies, where you get you get some really cool action scenes, but it's also peppered in with actually some really funny comedic moments. Like Shia LaBeouf is kind of off his rocker right now and kind of crazy, uh, but he he had some funny lines in that first Transformers movie that that made me laugh, and you know he was he did some cool stuff in there, so. You know, there is hope when it comes to this property, so, uh, but I don't know what the hell's happened to it since then. Yeah, they just kind of uh, said, here, make something every two years, please. We need something. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully we can get something watchable. I don't know, but that's the last bit of news for the show, thank God, because we got to end on a, on a rough note there, uh, but whatever if uh they want to take some time this week and maybe uh follow you and and see maybe what you do on the uh this upcoming i guess three-day weekend uh what where can they find that at, mike <laughs> well as always you guys can follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and you could read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. chris uh, if people want to know what else you're watching out of spite, where can they follow you? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or head over to Comic UI for some of that stuff um, and, and, and do it there. I, I haven't watched anything else. Spite. I did live tweet X-Men 2 this weekend so uh, to get ready for the X-Men movies. I, I can't watch them all by, by Thursday. I just can't do it. That's a lot of that's a lot of X-Men movies, and the next two are not that well, good. I, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty easy to, to, to throw out some. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm going to watch First Class and then maybe Days of Future Pass, and then that'll be the rest of it. That'll be it for the week. But, uh, yeah, definitely do that. And then where else can they find us, Mike? I know they're listening to us, but maybe they want to be a super fan and share us with their friends. Where can they send their friends to? Oh, well, as I say at the end of every episode of Superhero He's Slate, doing it live. Is... You can find us at SuperheroSlate.com, and that is the best place to locate all the avenues that we post the audio for this show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us directly in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider heading on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's super helpful. helps us uh, pop up in some uh, new listeners' uh, faces. And if you're a super fan of the show, like Chris just said, share it with a friend. Cross pollinate this this bad boy. Uh, right. We we uh, we like it when you listen, and if you keep listening, we'll we'll be here every week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that kind of brings me to our next point. Uh, let's talk about with you live on the show, Mike. Uh, next week is a three day weekend. We may not come up exactly on Monday morning, um, as always uh, that we always do because it's a holiday. So if you uh-huh. don't hear us till Tuesday, don't fret. But um, we're going to shoot for Monday anyway. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll get you what you need, lovelies. Yes, we'll get that you. includes our spoiler cast, which we normally do on Saturdays. But I mean, it's just a busy weekend. We're all doing crazy things, enjoying some nice summertime weather, and uh, just uh, if you if you haven't heard from us, enjoy yourselves. Don't worry about us. Enjoy your weekends. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. So, all right, that's it for the show, Mike. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. There's no one else out there that takes like the first three seconds of a show so seriously as we do.